Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? And jumped onto Wikipedia. I was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, <laughs> as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. I'd say hello, but you're obviously anxious to start. Our guests have arrived. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. (laughs) I was wondering when you were going to first start say anything. All right, well, hello there. You have tuned into episode 41 of the Star Wars Archives, the UTD Network podcast where we take a random Star Wars topic and explain the living band Thipuri out of it. I'm Jose, a.k.a. Joxie in the Universe, and today, the heartbreaker of Mandalorian duchesses, <laughs> Mr. Trevor Davey. Hello there. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. I, I, went, I went Irish. Irish <laughs> Obi-Wan there. Hi, Hello I'm there. Trev, <laughs> keeper of a timeline, Pegasus. Hello there. No, Irish again. I'm terrible at accents. Um, Hello there. I've spent my entire life consuming Star Wars media, and I've read over 1,000 Star Wars books and comics. So, for anyone joining us for the first time, hello there. Where have you been? Uh, this is a largely unscripted show where once we've decided on each episode's topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs. I will do as little research as possible, and we can talk about anything Star Wars. Legends, canon, books, comics, TV, video games, even miscellaneous newspaper clippings, and hopefully keep you both entertained and informed over the next hour or so. And if it wasn't very clear by now what we're talking about today, then you probably have never watched Star Wars <laughs> or something. But, um, You've never seen a Star Wars meme, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. We are very clearly talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. It is uh, it is Kenobi week here at Utini for all you lovely Patreon members and for you guys listening to us in the future. It was... Kenobi Week, or as I also like to call it, Kenobi, Kenobi Week. Yes, and we are that we are the headline act. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're, if this was a if this was a four four five six day festival, mm-hmm. we're the last band on. Mm-hmm. But we're also the exclusive one, so it's a, this is a VIP. Oh yeah, sort of. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, because not everyone has access to this, and only the regular people. You know, all of you. And you're also lovely when you, you know people that get this three months later. But let's let's be honest. You're less lovely. Oh, you're, you're less lovely, Trev. You can't say that to our people. Uh, they're like they're like seven out of tens. <laughs> oh, you know. The guys are really love us over ten. Okay, hours. okay, let's. I'm gonna let's let's rein this back in. <laughs> Kenobi week. Uh, I'm just Obi Wan Kenobi, and this is all in preparation because um, we are as of t- today, and we're um, just a couple of days. Just well, today would be if today is Sunday when this is being released. 
This is five days before yes. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think yes. I'm doing my math right. So Yes, absolutely. Because um, <laughs> Kenobi drops Kenobi drops this Friday, this Friday for people listening on the right, Sunday. Right. Uh, but we're also recording this like before any of this happens, so that's why there's <laughs> so apologies for the bit of a pause there, but uh, that's what's happening. Um, anyways, yes. Trev, so it's... Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi. Um, what can so, we... So, yes, so Ken- Kenobi Week. Let's talk about yes. Kenobi Week first over on uh, the Utini Podcast Network. So, everybody's joined in. So, the Living Force did a, a character spotlight. Mm-hmm. They they stole one of our, our themes. Oh, yeah. Um, sure nice. So, they did, a, they did a deep dive into, you know, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. as a whole. The Cosmic Force talked about the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is a graphic novel which make up a couple of separate uh, single issues of a Star Wars 2015 run. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legends Look Back did Kenobi the novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's playing Obi-Wan? Somebody's playing Obi-Wan on games. They were night. looking into Wes? doing game nights. I'm not sure who's... Yep, I think, is it Wes? I think Wes. Okay. So, again, all of this would be in the past for you <laughs> lovely listeners. This will be in the um, past. We're thinking, talking about it in the future, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we need to do our own unique deep dive thing. So, we're, we're doing the Ben years. The Ben years, so... So, Obi-Wan, the Ben years. Not to be confused with the wonder years because they were anything but wonderful. Um, so, you know, we're literally talking yeah. sand. And talking <laughs> not, yes, not, not Obi-Wan, not sassy Obi-Wan, but sandy Obi-Wan. Sandy Obi-Wan, yes. yes. But, so the Ben years, I'm not even going to call him Obi-Wan from here on out. I'm just going to call him yeah. Ben. And that's going to be um, Trev's angle, or that's what he's going to be trying to talk about. And what I'm interested in, as he tells me all these wonderful stories that I'm sure he has to share, I'm, I mean, it goes along with it, because I'm interested in who is Ben as a person? Like, forget about Obi-Wan. Like, when he stops being a Jedi and stops being Obi-Wan and becomes Ben, like, who is he? Because maybe that's perhaps something that he's also trying to figure out himself i don't know we'll find out <laughs> because that's what we're here for in the star wars archives and that that's a really interesting point but we are going to talk about later right um yeah but we're definitely going to get yeah there. and so for you know like uh for anyone listening to us that perhaps hasn't watched or listened to the other shows that were also part of kenobi week that should all be available on youtube and or on your um, podcast favorite podcast app so go check that out as well because I think all of that with what we're going to talk about today should give you a pretty good idea of everything you should know Obi-Wan Kenobi wise and all of it paired up with the show I think that's uh, I mean it's it's just all good so and if any if any character deserved a week Ben you know it's it is it's Ben it's Ben Ben not Obi-Wan anymore right no. Okay. No for us. All right. So that's uh, I, that will conclude our introductory segment. So now I'm going to go to this other segment that I like to call just a sort of house like cleaning part where I'm just going to say, hey, Keeping. this show, housekeeping. housekeeping, yes. 
House cleaning will be at the end. Housekeeping, yes. So uh, <laughs> that's the segment. Uh, that that this that short segment was me messing things up. So <laughs> this show is possible thanks to all the people supporting us either through Patreon subscriptions or getting some of our merch. And if you'd like to he- help us out as well, uh, get Star Wars inspired merch on utini.com slash merch and also go to patreon.com slash utini. And when you become a member, not only will you get access to all of our episodes in advance, you will also get a bunch of other utini member exclusives. And like I said, there's moments like this where this is only being released um, on time with whatever's happening in the real world. So if you were a member of a Patreon member, then you would have been able to listen to this before uh, the show. Uh, so join us, join us, join us, <laughs> join us. And I think I've done my part now in talking about giving us uh, money to do more stupid shows like this. So that concludes that segment. And why don't we just move on to the main segment of the show? Okay, so the main show. my plan, yes. my, my angle, yes. is I've got a chronological list of all the books, comics, stories that take place in the Ben years. Okay. From episode three to episode four and a bit. Okay. So, you know, we'll How many we'll, years we'll is cover that? Them. So episode three is eighteen years before the Battle of Yavin, so eighteen years. Okay. Eighteen years he is on that godforsaken desolate rock of a planet. Mm-hmm. Um but I literally want to start with I've raved about this story before, Lone Wolf, written by Abel G. Penner. I'm going to find, because this is free to read on the internet, I'm going to share a link to this story. I want everyone to read this story. Okay. It's short, it's hard-hitting, and I'm going to... I'm going to take a leaf out of the bedtime stories and just read you a bit of this story. All right, there you go. it it hits hard. It really does. So this is... Yeah, bedtime stories being another one of our segments. Yep. So this is directly after episode three. Um, Obi-Wan's on a transport. And I just want to read this. So, dark crescents of fatigue had taken permanent residence beneath Obi-Wan's eyes. Not so much because of the uncomfortable interior of the starship, nor because of all he had endured in the past few cataclysmic days. The collapse of a Republic, the slaying of all the thousands of Jedi Knights, and the loss of his brother, Anakin but because of a tightly wrapped bundle in the back seat. The infant, not even a day old, voiced its disapproval at the decibel level with all the protests his tiny larynx and lungs could muster. Minuscule fits of movement corrugated the blanket in which he was swathed. There, there, Luke, Obi-Wan said. Obi-Wan had not truly allowed himself to love anything in a long time, but he had loved Anakin. Now Anakin was dead. He looked into Luke's angelic face like that of his mother, those sorrowful eyes, the same hypnotic blue of his father, and Obi-Wan tried not to love him. Oh, Oi. it's so good. That's, like, that's kick-ass, mm, right? That's good. That's, yeah, it's really good. Like, Abel G. Penner, for people who don't know, he was really involved in the West End games, role-playing games. Um, uh, he's, I believe he still works for Lucasfilm now, but he wrote a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, a lot of the mm. blog stuff, a lot of the really deep-dive retcons. <laughs> and this is only two examples of him actually writing a full-on story. And he he went for it. <laughs> he really, yeah, really, that's really went good, for man. it. Yeah, that's um, one share that, because I, I haven't read that yet, so yeah, I guess I should read uh, it. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, we talked about this... Um, 
sometime last year and Jared read it for the first time and he was just like dude how have I never read this before oh I um, no it, yeah it sounded a little familiar what you, what you were I mean yeah hearing it so but the 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 bones of the story is that he gets from Polis Massa you know where the twins were born yes and he goes to he ends up on Nal Hutter mm-hmm. um it establishes that Ben was an alias that he once used on a previously unseen mission to Nal Hutter um kind of finds himself on the wrong side of the law, starts using mind tricks that maybe he never would have before as a a light side Jedi mm-hmm. to kind of cover his tracks mm-hmm. because, you know, the the cost of what he's doing is so great. And it's up there with some of the best Star Wars. And then he fights some dark Jedi before getting on another ship and going on to Tatooine. Yeah. All right. Well, I got my first question for you, Trev. Yes. Okay. Obi-Wan. Yes. Ben. ben. I mean, could he have chosen a better alias? <laughs> so, I mean, the fact that he keeps his last name, I think that possibly a mistake. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> mistake number one for the Ben years is... <laughs> so, so this one story says that he'd used the alias Ben before. Yeah, okay. But there was a bit of real world stuff um, that there was meant to be uh, an episode of the Clone Wars, or you know, there was meant to be dialogue in the Clone Wars that uh, Satine mm-hmm. used to call him Ben, and it's based in a Mandalorian phrase, which was like "bn." Mm. I can't remember what it meant though, like "dear friend" or something. Okay. And Mike Chen's just brought that back in uh, the new novel Brotherhood. Oh, okay. Because uh, Dexter talks about it, he talks about how uh, Obi Wan has a you know a Mandalorian colleague who affectionately called him Ben or something mm. like that. So it in in Legends it was something he'd used before. Yeah. What they're going with in canon is it was kind of Satine's nickname for him. I mean, I I like I like. I like the idea that it comes from Satine for sure. It just gives that relationship a lot more weight in his uh, and what it meant um, in his life. I do think that there's probably, I mean, I've never had to use an alias in real life to, <laughs> for any real reason, but I think that there's probably something to having something that is, or having an alias that is close to your real name so that if people are saying that out loud, you'd know to to like react to it because it's like close enough to who to your real name but well, yeah, the yeah, kenobi K- part kenobi is quite close to his real name <laughs> yeah but uh yeah keeping the last name is that that's the one that i'm like come on man because then people didn't even call him ben kenobi it was old man kenobi and it's like oh okay so yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. come on <laughs> they forgot the ben bit yeah. completely <laughs> it's like, forget ben it's like that's old man kenobi All right so, yeah, kind, kind of bold of him but you know what was he thinking straight at the time? He, he was recognizably distraught at this point in his right. life. Well, and I guess if he had used Ben as an alias before, that's we can also just say that, that was you know when he was younger, so maybe he hadn't thought about all the repercussions for it. So he's like, oh yeah, I'll just go back to Ben, and not really like thinking so much about what that would mean but anyways but we're we're still very early on on his journey so the next story i want to talk about is incognito which is Mm -hmm. a short story by 
John Jackson Miller, who wrote the Kenobi novel. Now, this takes place kind of at the same time as Lone Wolf. Okay. They, they almost clash, but they don't necessarily have to, simply because Incognito doesn't name the systems that he's in or the mm. ship that he's on or anything like that. So oh, it could just be a separate part of the It keeps all journey. those systems incognito? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's a very it's a very short story, mm. but uh, Obi-Wan's on a ship with Luke, uh, and he kind of connects with the head of security as they're kind of discovering the the true nature of this, this new empire, mm-hmm. you know, the, with the kind of bully boy tactics, etc., that we eventually get to see a lot. Uh, so both of these then lead into the Kenobi novel, okay. which we're not going to talk about on this show. No, what? Because what Kenobi Legends novel? Look Back have done that. Yeah, right. Like it's been yeah. done. So we we don't need to talk about that. I have read the that mass one. Market paperback. Oh, have you? What did you think? So, so we but we're not going to talk about it. it. So that's all <laughs> we're going to well, say. Well, I'll, I'll, I'd, I'd like to know what you thought. I. I mean, it was a, a, a was like. A little while back, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was it's interesting to see him as Ben. I mean to like yeah. and, and just see how he like what his life was like and I think that's why I'm I'm very curious about the what the T V show is gonna do and make into canon. Um just because we know that we I mean the and the reason what right we're talking about the Ben years and not necessarily the novel itself is because we can assume that the TV show is not a retelling of that novel and they're just doing their own thing. And probably there might be some references and Easter eggs, but it's really going to be doing its own thing. Yeah. And there there is a time gap as well. So the novel takes place very, very close after episode three. Mm -hmm. The show is going to take place 10 years. Ah, Remember, I haven't Um, seen any trailers yet. You have, have you still not? We didn't convince you after the last episode. You were close. (laughs) Okay, if you haven't seen trailers, have you seen the incredibly handsome photos of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen that are just swamping the internet? I have. No, I've I've seen I've seen the the press photos and uh, yeah, no, I have. How how do people get to be that good looking? It's it's <laughs> offensive to me. Like, leave some for the rest. I of mean, us, it's like you know, it's a thing that we just have to deal with on a day to day basis. But we just wake up like this and we keep going. I mean, same. Saying that, for you know, for people who don't know what Jose looks like, he's staggeringly good looking as well. It's one of the reasons I hate him so much. <laughs> that is not true. But, um, <laughs> all right. Okay. Moving on. Okay, moving on. Um, okay, so I, I want to talk about this one again quickly before we get into whatever yes. more questions you have, because I think this one will, uh, the, the bones of the next story will prove particularly relevant and a real kind of story point that we're going to see yeah. throughout. So, yeah, because a lot of what I want to hit will be once he's in tattooing and then that journey, right? So we're still getting there. We're still kind of like journeying there, right? In terms so of their chronological stories. Yeah. So we are firmly on tattooing now. Okay. But we're still in his first year. Okay. You would have heard me talk about the June Watson Junior series from Legends. So you've got Jedi Apprentice, you've mm-hmm. got Jedi Quest... You've got Last of a Jedi. So she also wrote two sort of special edition books, which are Legacy of a Jedi and Secrets of a Jedi, which kind of expand where the Jedi Apprentice Jedi Quest books were about Master and Apprentice. These kind of spanned four generations. So you had the Apprentice, the Master, and then 
that apprentice becomes a master anyway. So it's like Qui-Gon training under Dooku all the way up to Anakin training under uh, Obi-Wan. Now, these two special edition books were also published in an omnibus, which had its own exclusive short story called Last One Standing. And that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. So Ben is just watching over the Lars. He's watching over the homestead just out of sight. Mm-hmm. And um, the Tuscans steal some of their moisture evaporators. Ah, yes. So Ben gets them back. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's not sure what to do. And he gets, he gets very, very angry at this dealing with the, the Tuscans. Like, borderline crossing the dark side angry. Yes. So I'm not quite sure how well it jives with Kenobi because of how he deals with the Tuscans in that book. Um, but anyway, he gets the evaporators back, he brings them to Owen, and Owen's, you know, grateful, just, you know, really, really begrudgingly. But it highlights the friction between Owen, Lars, and Ben, which we've already... Oh, no. Spoilers for the trailer. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for that. Uh, we had some technical difficulties while we were recording this last week, yep, before last Kenobi week, week even happened, <laughs> uh, and we weren't able to pick it right back up, so now we are back to finish the episode, and obviously for you guys, it's completely seamless through the through magic of the Force. <laughs> and uh, but in reality, it's been we a are, week. We are still the headline act. Yes, yeah, we're still the headline act. Uh, you're still gonna get this tomorrow. In fact, you Patreon listeners and everyone else, like nothing ever happened. So, um, Trev, why don't we pick it right back up where we left things at? Or if you want to say anything else about what happened, no way. You know, my internet just gave up the ghost completely. <laughs> We, we just couldn't record. We tried many times. Even what you've heard so far was three or four efforts. So <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, we, we were pretty we last... happy with that beginning, so we kept yeah, it, yeah, and it, now you it got that. It edited pretty well. Yeah, that fun little uh, thing, that just that sound that happened, that Trev is putting in at some point. Now we are back to books. Books! So, about Kenobi. Up, Wait. The last thing up, Hello ben, there. Ben. Yeah. Ben, not Kenobi. Ben. Oh, ben. He's still Kenobi. We're talking about Ben. He's Ben Kenobi. So the last thing we spoke about was Last One Standing by Jude Watson. Mm-hmm. The next thing I want to talk about is also by Jude Watson. Uh, one year after episode three in Legends was the last of the Jedi series. So Jude Watson wrote a lot. She wrote the Jedi Apprentice series, Jedi Quest series, and that followed up with the last of the Jedi series. Early on in the series, we see Ben establishing a connection with Obi Wan, uh, Qui Gon, um, <laughs> voice only. He doesn't see the Force Ghost, so it's voice yeah. only. Interestingly, we see the same connection in the Ahsoka novel around the same kind of time frame. Mm-hmm. So Legends canon, the same thing exists, but Ben connects with Qui Gon in a Force voice only spiritual way. Uh, Qu- question. Ben- Yes. And you might just need to 
remind me of this, and I don't know if this is super relevant to Obi Wan Kenobi, but or the series ben or, or Kenobi. Ben Kenobi, our episode. Um, <laughs> but um, there was an episode in Clone Wars, right, where yes. uh, Yoda—that's when he goes to to that planet. And uh, he meets the, the wellspring. I think, yeah, yeah, the wellspring. The yeah. wellspring. We we spoke about, uh, about the spoke the history, history of everything. everything. Yes. So uh, and my what I got from that episode was that he was also kind of also going there also to just like learn how to do this other part of his training as a Jedi or how to like basically how to turn into himself into a Force ghost. And if you don't go through that kind of training, you don't necessarily turn into a Force ghost. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I remember sort of thinking that, that it just takes a special kind of like, um, yeah, special kind of training to become one. And that's, you know, that's how Yoda is able to do it. But when I was reading, because I think the force or the voice of Qui-Gon is in the Kenobi novel, if I remember correctly. No, uh, Ben is trying, trying to speak to Kenobi. You get all these interludes of him basically talking right. into thin air. So I, I because I, he's been told that he can. Yeah, he just told him that he can, and he spends the whole novel trying to. So there was just some, yeah. So I was just like, always in my head, in my head can or whatever. I would just assume that, like, you know, not ev- not every Jedi necessarily turns into a Force ghost. You have to learn how to do that, and if you don't, you might be able to communicate like through you know voice only um but you might not be able to project yourself project yourself as a force ghost if you don't learn how you know study how to actually do it is there see i i, I take a different stances for it's more about the the importance like the characters that we see are important yeah the fact that palpatine is defeated is important the fact that the wills almost interfered with the galactic affairs yeah is important jedi ghost isn't for everyone that's not for any tom dick and harry yeah the fact that yoda was there to learn the fact that qui-gon was not necessarily chosen but permitted allowed to communicate in this way which then led to obi-wan being able to communicate sorry ben was able to communicate with luke yeah and yoda was able to do it in the the last jedi it's or it's because these are important people right that's my take on it it's not something you can learn it's something that is you're allowed to be a part of that's my take. Hmm. Okay. That's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like, you know, general kind of uh, just thinking of it. So, again, I, I don't know how, um, if it has any impact it's, on it's what It's big we're level gonna... stuff, right? It's, it is. It's, and... it's next level stuff. So, and I, I... you know, your Kit Fisto doesn't get a Jedi ghost. No. Because, you know, he's, he might be a master and a Jedi knight, but as far as galactic saga spanning events go yeah he's a nobody so 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 i mean yeah this is back to the i mean if you're saying about being allowed to it's it's kind of goes back to the force being somewhat sentient and allowing 
things to happen or not. Exactly, which is that's the kind of unwritten part of the whole saga. Yeah. So, all right, back to yes. last of the Jedi. Yes. Not the last Jedi, last of, of the Jedi. The Jedi. Yeah. So, Ben learns that um, a character called Ferris Olin is still alive. Now, Ferris Olin was a Padawan from the Jedi Quest series that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. He left the Order. There was a bit of animosity with Anakin. It's kind of Anakin's early dark side showing. Okay. Uh, ben leaves Tatooine to find him. Now, that's an interesting point. It's how many times does Ben leave Tatooine while yeah. he's there? Yeah. So Now tell me, hold on, before you continue. Yes. When, when you first watched A New Hope and you see old Ben Kenobi... Did you, and you know, you kind of learned that he used to be in the, like, he was part of the Clone Wars and he fought with Luke's father. Did you ever think that he had left Tatooine since arriving there or, or he's just been there for like decades? Now, that, now that's a good question because we get that one throwaway line, you serve my father in the Clone Wars. Yeah. But you just get this guy in a cloak. When If you take A New Hope on its own, yeah, it's just a guy in a cloak. It's... You can't even begin to imagine what they're referring to. True. Yeah. But when you take everything into context, you know, he's kind of, he's committed to being there. He's committed to watching Luke. Yeah. There was, um, again, we're recording this a week later than the first of the episode, and there was an extended clip featuring Owen and Ben that just dropped. And again, Ben is there to watch for Luke. It's his responsibility. Yeah. So how many times does he leave? Yeah. He definitely leaves in the series. Sorry, Jose. He is off Tatooine in the series. I mean, it's I expected from a Star yeah. Wars show or movie to not just be set in one planet. That's why with Book of Boba Fett, I was surprised with how long we stayed in Tatooine. And then, of course, I'm like, oh, hey, maybe we have a show where we just stay one planet. And as soon as I think that, then they turn it into the Mandalorian, Mandalorian season 2.5. So uh, <laughs> but in uh, Legends I was like, of course, we're going to go off planet. <laughs> in, in Legends of Canon, this series, Last of Jet, the Jedi, is the first time that he leaves Tatooine. Okay. And Qui-Gon kind of forces him to do it not force him to do it but there's a whole debate about i'm here to watch luke yeah and qui-gon's like yeah but this other jedi is out there he's out there and are you here to watch luke or are you here to put into events or put into put into motion the events that could help luke do what he needs to do okay that's so yeah so uh, Obi-Wan leaves and uh, he helps uh, Fruit escape the planet uh, Balassa. And this is the first of a 10 book series. Obi-Wan's, uh, sorry, Ben. Ben is only in the first couple and then he appears in Hologram by the next couple. But eventually, the Ferris Alien becomes the found or helps to build the foundation of what becomes the Rebellion. So yeah. it's a really important series. It's, it's in some throwaway stuff. This is saga defining stuff such as we're gonna see in um the andor series that's coming out yeah where they talk they talk about mon mothra and building rebellion this series kind of did that in legends 
And by the end of a series, Ferris Elin is tasked by Ben to go to Alderaan to be Leia's kind of watcher, the same way he is for Luke. Mm. Okay. But it's also one of his earliest chronological appearances of Legends' Inquisitors. So just like last week where we spoke about the Inquisitors, this week we see Inquisitor Malorum in this series. And uh, this TV show is going to take all these influences. Yeah. No, that's... And yeah, I was uh, I was just thinking to how like why would it make sense to have someone be looking over Leia as well um besides our <laughs> you know um Bail Organa so there's a there's a there's a latest series called uh, Rebel Force which is written by Judy Wheeler which it's been it's been debated for years whether that's a nervous pseudonym for uh, Jude Watson because Jude Watson isn't her real name. Oh, uh, but she's never owned up to Rebel Force, but no one else has either. It's a really tricky rabbit hole. But in those, uh, Ferris Allen actually, I believe, turns to the dark side, trying to protect Leia oh, after wow. the events of A New Hope. That's awesome. I may have that completely wrong. No, um, that's, that sounds really interesting. But the other, the, the most important thing about The Last of the Jedi series mm. is it is the only character in Star Wars, Legends or Canon, called Trevor. <laughs> the, the only there Trevor? There is a character called Trevor. It's spelled different, uh, but there is a character called Trevor in Star Wars. How is it spelled? There's, how else could you spell uh, Trevor. T R E V E R. Oh, Trevor. O-R. Okay, yeah. I guess that's uh. Well, if it's any consolation, I don't think there's any Jose's in uh <laughs> in in Star Wars. So, oh, I, I may have to look. There's a who's a. Oh no, I'm thinking of a old man Coyote one. Uh, that's not quite the same mm-hmm. thing. Nope. Or a Joseph. <laughs> there's no Joseph. Is there oh, a I Joe? I. Oh, I'm sure there's loads of Joes. Right. <laughs> Next episode. Joes and Jose's in Star Wars. Joes, 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 Joes in Star Wars. Okay. I mean, there's a Jackson. That's uh, another day name. Um, of course, I had to try to take it there at some point. It's been a while of, since of I've mentioned my, my yes. buddy Jackson. Um, anyways, okay. Let's keep going. Uh, so, okay, Last so- of the Jedi. Um, Trevor. So, further on in the timeline, uh, a comic strip I've mentioned a few times is from a Visionaries graphic novel, which was short stories written by uh, people who actually worked on the movies as concept artists and stuff. So, this is Old Wounds, the original Robot Legs More attacks Kenobi, Ben. Mm-hmm. This is where everything we see in Rebels came from. I see. This, this was even before the Clone Wars. This is where the entire idea came from. And you should read it. You really should, should read it. It's you're telling, incredible. Are you telling our listeners or are you telling me? All of you. Oh. All of you. <laughs> okay. We've, we've spoke about it before, but it's, uh, it's the defining post-Phantom Menace more story. As far as I'm concerned, everything in the middle, Clone Wars, uh, 
like we mentioned on the last episode, what happens in between that and the end of Solo, or what we see in that uh, the Rebels episode, mm-hmm. this is the defining Kenobi Maul showdown. I and see. it's Legends, it's not canon, but it is amazing. Yeah. All right. So what? So Ben is traveling around a little bit, getting into some some skirmishes and things, protecting Luke. Yes. Well, he's in Tatooine. How many years uh, in are we right now? So we're uh, sort of 16 years before Star Wars, so we're still only two years after Episode 3. Well, that's a lot has happened in just two a, years. A lot, yeah. Okay, I mean, which makes sense. I mean, that's everything is starting to get to settle. Um, at what point does he just become the hermit, Ben, that we know? Because I, so I think I, I, it's okay for you to kind of like go back to call him Obi-Wan every now and then because he's still operating I mean, that's, as an Obi-Wan. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a massive um, plot point is that he's deliberately um, reclusive. He's, yeah. he's singular in his purpose is to watch Luke. But can he stand by and see, you know, watch injustices happen? And he's on Tatooine. Yeah. You know? It's a it's a shitty place to live. But, so Yeah, there's all that sand. <laughs> um so that's that's the dilemma that he kind of deals with on a daily basis of Yeah. Am I still a Jedi or not? And at this point in the time he he's kind of beaten down. He's yeah. He's not a Jedi anymore. Even at the end of a um Last of a Jedi series, he's he's leaving uh Ferris on his own. He's like I can't help you. I've got this one task. I'm not a Jedi anymore. I have this one task. That's it. So he literally says that he's not a Jedi anymore? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. His entire focus is to look after Luke or watch over Luke. Is it because of who Luke is and could be? Or is it because he's assuming that Luke will bring back the Jedi? Yeah, because Luke is the new hope. That's the entire point of the saga. Yeah, but so, but a new hope for the galaxy or for the Jedi is sort of what, what I'm getting at. Like, is he, is he waiting oh, to but, train no, him but, under? But, but, the Jedi are gone. But, the Jedi and, are gone. So he and Ben completely understands this. He, uh, you know, the hubris that we talk about in yeah. the Last Jedi. Yeah, Ben knows this. He, yes, because he went through that with Anakin. You know yeah. how torn he must have been in. Uh, episode three about Anakin's aggravations, frustrations of Obi-Wan. Cause I'm going to say Obi-Wan because we're talking about Obi-Wan. Yes. He could see that. He could appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, uh, the best fan of the Jedi council either, especially being trained under Qui-Gon. Right. So he is literally there with a singular purpose, that Luke will be the one that can restore the balance to the galaxy. Right, like that's a that's a ba- lot of job to put on your shoulders. Yeah, right. exactly. It's he's not. He's like, yeah, we you know, or maybe not even balance to the force. Just get rid of Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, because he knows that, that is an actual evil that needs to be dealt yes. with. It's not really about uh, Jedi or Sith, as far as he's concerned. It's just that is part of the greater good. And from the ex- extended scene that dropped today, that you haven't watched but no 
<laughs> that conversation between it's a conversation between Ben and Owen Lars, and it literally hinges on everything we've mm. just discussed. Okay. So now we get into the obscure stuff. So, sixteen years before the Battle of Yavin, so two mm-hmm. years after Episode Three, mm-hmm. the Essential Guide to the Force, which is one of the reference books from Legends, Ben starts writing in his journal, and he remembers in his journal. So it's it's a kind of framing narrative. He's talking about uh, Asajj Ventress and the events of the Clone Wars, but Ooh. the Legends versions of the events, not the canon version of events. Yeah, but. Ben's journal has kind of become an ongoing narrative. So, in Legends, the life and legends of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is a Ryder Wyndham biography young reader's book, has Luke finding Ben's journal, specifically left for Luke to find shortly before Shadows of the Empire, instructions on how to build a lightsaber, as well as various passages about Luke's life before Tatooine. And that's a canon thing, too. So, we see that in the Star Wars comic. Huh. Which is what uh, Cosmic Force has covered this week. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a couple of individual issues. That's been introduced into a trade paperback. Uh, it's also the main introduction of Black Kersantan. Kersantan? Kersantan? Kersantan. That's the one. Emphasis on the other syllable. <laughs> yes. Um, but in that one, he's hired by Jabba and ends up kidnapping and torturing Owen as a means of oh. forcing Ben out because of what Ben has done to kind of dris- disrupt the flow of water and yeah. things like that. Um, and Cassandra fails in his job. I read these issues in preparation for this book. And he flees Tatooine. And the best thing about this is the last panel of him boarding the ship literally states it would be a long time before he'd be welcome on Tatooine again. And then you see him in the book of Boba Fett. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> ten years later. Yeah. Yeah. But but that comic was written, like, four years ago. Oh, I don't been... know I don't know whether they plan this far ahead or not. But that's... I, I love the idea that they do. I mean, I'm sure that even if it wasn't fully planned, I mean, just saying things like a long time just gives them a lot more flexibility to write things in between yeah, you know ab- absolutely. so i think it's just like in general it's just good practice to not say well i'll see you next year because <laughs> then he's like okay well now we can't black chrysanthemum will need to be present in some of the events that are happening here if we're going to be <laughs> writing this story but a long time you're like okay 10 years 20 50 who knows who cares but it, it just maybe it just felt like a particularly uh you know a particularly poignant yeah, panel to to read after the events of the series. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so okay. the next thing we would jump out to. So, I was just talking about the life and legend of Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, Ryder Windham wrote a series of his biography books. There's another book that focuses on Luke, and you see Luke at a young age, and there's a passage where a four year old Luke is asking Aunt Beru if anyone's watching him. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, I just feel someone watching me. Who's that creepy dude in a cloak? <laughs> no, but no, he never sees it. No, no, I know. I just like... He just, he feels it. Yeah. The force, I would assume. And that, that has been present in a couple of um, minor stories as well. It's been really expanded upon and because he was being watched. Yeah. But 
he he doesn't see anyone. He just has that feeling. Yeah. And then Amber is trying to explain to him without talking about the force. But no, it's literally nothing. Yeah. Well, um, yep. Does uh, do Owen and Brew? So, yeah. So two things. One yes. or two questions. One. Um. So, do how do they ever explain, or do they ever explain who, like, something about who this old man, like Ben, is to Luke? Because obviously, I mean, I, not I think... not at this point because Luke's never seen him. Yeah. So maybe later on. So I so and even like right after, um, Ben drops off Luke. I guess he. Well, I guess you know. I I don't know because I haven't seen that that one clip you're talking about. But <laughs> I know that Owen and Brew, right? They kind of just want to um, distance distance themselves from everything related to the Jedi. I mean, in a way. Yeah, probably because that for, brings trouble, right? So, do is the idea that they just say, "All right, thank you very much." Like, now get the, gotta just get the heck away from us as much as possible because we're just gonna yeah, lose ab- on our own. Absolutely, that's that's an ongoing narrative. But okay. you know, Ben is not welcome in their lives. So it's not like he all. was like coming by for like holiday life day dinners for like the first few years and then he's like you know what you crossed the line stop talking about this jedi stuff <laughs> like stop trying to slice the turkey with your lightsaber we don't want any jedi memorabilia in their household so go away um, okay jose i'm sorry the only way i could put this in context for you is by spoiling a line from a trailer okay <laughs> so ben says i must train him Yes. Owen says, like you trained his father. Oh. Oh, That's man. That's the dynamic we're talking oh, about. Oh, man. <laughs> Low blow, Owen. Yeah. But that, he's got a point. Low blow. He's, he's, he's got, got, he's got, a, got point. a very good point. And Owen <laughs> like, doesn't even know what happened. Man. Yeah, that's a great line. So yeah, they're not best buddies. No, I mean I didn't assume, but I just I just wondered if there was because when they do meet at the end of episode three, like it's not like there's any you know you don't see any animosity there necessarily. It's sort of like, hey, now we got a kid. Um, I, I assume they wanted kids before they couldn't have them. Now they have a kid, and so they were happy about it. I was like, okay, thanks, man. Um, want to come over? You know, you want to hang out for a bit? You want you want some some blue? But milk? they also want to look after that child. Yes, but I and that means I don't having know nothing when... to do. Sure. So <laughs> it was like, Kenobi. give me the kid now. Get now. Go away. Okay. So that leads me on to the next book. So we're gonna jump ahead. So okay. That four-year-old Luke. Four-year-old. Now we're gonna go on to twelve-year-old Luke. So, so why is Luke years. finding his journal? Why does so Luke is just oh, going this, around this his stuff? Way after. No. <sighs> That happened. None of it. None of the stuff I'm talking about now is from okay. his journal. These okay, are books okay. written about. Four years. Go. So six years before Battle of Six happened. years. So there's two stories, but each have a different version of events. Mm-hmm. We, the same event. We we spoke about this before, I think. So basically, a twelve year old Luke finds himself trapped in the Dune Sea with his friend Windy and saved from a crate dragon by Ben. I'm sure we covered this on the Mandalorian. Oh, you yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. One, yeah. And this is the first time that we've seen that Ben actually meets 
Luke. And he pulls the whole crate dragon howl to <laughs> save Luke. Yeah. But basically, uh, Ben returns Luke to the homestead. And, you know, Ben and Owen are really angsty with each other. And Brew kind of says, you know, come on, he saved Luke's life. Yeah. And Owen says, yeah, so did I. Oh. By stopping him having further interaction with Ben. He's like, Tre- he shuts that down. Trev, ha- I must- have you seen Back to the Future? Of course I have. It's okay. in my top three films of all time. Okay. Don't you just want a sort of like young, like uh, Luke being like <laughs> Marty and, and like, and Ben being Doc Brown, just sort of pair up kind of thing? I mean, that almost kind of happened, but just for like a longer amount of time, maybe more through like Luke's years, just like he, he secretly goes out to hang out for whatever reason in like a Ben's hut. No, no. Because well, that was ben, completely... well, Ben is just trying to do his that, Jedi experiments. That was, that was completely <laughs> underwrite everything we see. In I, I know, but there's something kind of that, fun about that it. No, that, that can't happen. <laughs> but no. He could even Luke could no. even have a floating skateboard. There, there's no a hoverboard what if in Star Wars. There's no what if in Star Wars. Mm. Everything happened. There could be a what if. Are there hoverboards? There's hover bikes. We we saw them in uh, Boba Fett. No, those were hover bikes. Oh, that's the same. Ho- okay, hoverboards are faster. Okay, I wanna I want I want a pink hoverboard. <laughs> in season two of Book of Boba Fett from those uh, modded teens. All right. Yes. Back to Ben. So, there is a story in The Life Day Treasury mm-hmm. that blatantly is about Obi-Wan. Ben. Sorry, Ben. Oh, does he come ne- and leave presents for Luke? Fast for one. Yeah, no. Not <laughs> for Luke. For droids. For what? For droids. He leaves. It's about a droid who believes in the oil bringer. Which is a, basically a, a Father Christmas analogy. And the droid gets kidnapped and picked on by other droids. But rescued by some guy in a cloak. Who's obviously Ben. And that makes him believe in, you know, a old bearded man who looks after people. It's it's a Christmas story. Yeah. Wait, so there's like an evil robot Santa Claus? That... Delivers presents? No, it's a good robot, Santa Claus. Who the <laughs> robot then thinks is Ben when he rescues him from Nasty Jawas. That's kind of yeah. what I took from the story. Okay, well, because that's also Futurama has the <laughs> Christmas in the f- future. The, the uh, Everyone has to clo- you know shut down their chimneys and everything because there's that evil... Uh, Santa Claus robot that comes uh, on his, you know, to slay. <laughs> so, um... but it it is basically a Christmas story, but with droids and Ben. Yeah, of course. I haven't read that one yet. I do have the book. I should read it this coming holiday. We'll see. Yes, you, you should. I have a lot to read. You bring up too many <laughs> books in here. There's some good stuff in there. I'm reading anyway. Point right now. There's so so much to read. Oh. Dude, that's a. It, it's, it's contrary book. Why? Well, because. It's the book that makes Mace Windu the most. 
the most interesting character that you want to invest in. He is super interesting in this. But every other piece of media makes him out to be an asshole. <laughs> so, so that's it's that's the real contrast. I know. And he and actually and I'm I'm doing the as you know, I do audiobooks, so I've been doing the audiobook on this and he just sounds like a like a decent dude. Like I wanna hang it, out with him. It it's apocalypse now, it's heart of darkness in Star Wars. That's the entire premise of that story. Yeah. That's how it was pitched. Yeah. And and, and, and he if also they'd ha- stuck with that, if they really expanded on that characterization of him, yeah. instead they just you know, they really dialed down on the Mace is a dick <laughs> for yeah. every other piece of Star Wars media. Yeah, no, I like, and well, it, I, I was also just thinking about it as we were talking about uh, Ben's uh, journal, because obviously a lot of, uh, there's all these um, tomes within Shatterpoint that are uh, Mace's, like, journal entries as well. So it's just, it's interesting to hear from the first, pers- first person point of view, like, their take on whatever is going on. So, um, so yeah, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> But I mean, is that like, a... like I said, for Ben's journal thing has become a real narrative device for as, yeah. as lasted in canon and legends. And I'm sure they're going to make much more use of that because you have a guy who spends right. 20 years in a desert who writes things. I know. That's, people, can, I, people can use that. That's what I, I that's what I'm interested in. And that's why I, I want this show to be basically like nothing really happens. It's just about like the exploration of a character. <laughs> that is left on his own for a long, long time. And, and I want him to kind of like the, go a little crazy, and I the, want him to start talking to himself. The short story I mentioned at the beginning really, really make, focuses on that, it's especially because the guy failed. Yeah. This guy's got a lot of yeah. guilt and failure to to carry around with it. I don't yeah. think that's properly been explored to the extent that right. it could, because that wouldn't be a very nice read. <laughs> it I, wouldn't be a fun book. It would, it would not be fun, and and I, but I think it'd be. I mean, to me personally, it'd be such an interesting um, exp- character exploration, and, and they only, could go uh, really. I mean, it only could get Max really dark. Stover could write that. Yeah, you know, the yeah. guy who wrote Traitor, he's the only person who could possibly <laughs> write the book that we're talking about. So, and that, but that's like. I mean, I I know that they're not gonna do this on a TV show on Disney Plus, but I would. I wouldn't mind at all if it was like a super slow character exploration um, story where most of the scenes are just him on his own dealing with his own regret and, and, and beliefs and just trying to, you know, just wrestling with, with everything that he, he knows and what he and what happened and kind of like very little interaction with, with the outside world. Because, well, and... we already know that he goes off-world, and going from, you know, and he deals with some of the the um, the inquisitors, know, inquisitors. The, so, like, I know there's that happening, but historical evidence suggests that everything we've seen in the trailer takes part in the first episode because they don't like to spoil it. True. So maybe we do get that. Yeah. Maybe all of that. Yeah. He's in the first episode. And I know Ewan can do it. He's a great actor. He can definitely oh, pull he's, off. He's amazing. I mean, he he carried that whole prequel <laughs> series. Like he, he was just so good. So like you know that he can he can he can have a whole and episode also, to himself if, and, he, and it will be if you haven't seen Train Spotting, go oh, yeah. and watch that film. Yeah. 
No, and I mean, and we see him act with himself in uh, in Fargo season uh, three, where he I plays two that. characters. He plays himself and and his twin brother, and also excellent. So I mean, he's he's a fantastic actor. He can definitely like I. I think it'd be fascinating to watch him for an hour just on, him, on his own. <laughs> like, he can do it. So that's what I'm like. I think he is that kind of actor that you can give him a whole episode where he, he doesn't inter- interact with anyone. And he's just, like, in, in, his, in one room. And he would make that fascinating, fascinating to watch. But also, based on the um, marketing promo that we've seen him in, he was excited about this. Yeah, both him and Hayden Christensen—they were excited. I, I honestly think we're gonna get some A plus Star Wars storytelling yeah. right here. Anyway, moving on because we're running out of time. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna so jump to talk about, two years before uh, a new hope, which is oh, we the, skipped a lot. Yeah, well, there's only so many stories that he's appeared in. I can only deal with what I've got. No, no, um, I, I am not blaming you. I'm just like I, <laughs> those those middle stories are the ones I want. I want you know the that when he's just like trying out different beard styles, he might get a, you know a handlebar <laughs> mustache for a little bit. Like why not? He's just in a room. Like does he have running water? And does he have evaporator? I assume he does. So he has some water, so he can bathe. I guess. I, I think he like barters for water. You know, there's, there's a whole thing about how, how he um. I think it's in Kenobi, how he chose that dwelling because it had just been abandoned and it was yeah. a long way from anywhere. So, you know, he's not out to be a part of a community. Does he have electricity? Do they have electricity? How, do how does electricity work in this universe? They definitely have electricity. So does he have it? Yeah, I mean, they have ships and there's twinkling lights and stuff. Well, they also have droids that light up as right. they... So you know, you see that in a new hope, you literally have a light droid. That's his entire purpose <laughs> is to provide light. Right. So does Maybe he have... you don't need electricity when you have light droids. I I don't I don't How know. hot does he get in tattooing? Does he I've have I've never AC? seen any pylons. Does he have air conditioning? Um I that's the whole point of a stone wall, like a clay stone wall. Alright, yeah. It's very it's very thick. cold in. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but there's the I mean I guess it's, you get small windows, so you get a little bit of a breeze, but then you can cover it up. If it... I mean, I, I believe we see one window in Ben's dwelling in A New Hope. I believe it's a window. How many rooms does his dwelling have? Uh, now, I'm, I'm an architect, with... so I want to know this. Two I'm rooms. I'm going to go with bedroom and other room. Other room? <laughs> is, <laughs> is the other room like a living room and kitchen but The room that he sits in when he gives the lightsaber. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure there's only one door going off that room. Does, is there a uh, bathroom, or I wait, mean, what, you got a whole what do they call bathrooms? Why? Did, why didn't he one? So he there's no there's no sewage really. Maybe he has no, an outhouse. Uh, no, no, no sewage. Or a hole in the a hole a hole in the sand. There's, there's no outhouse because we would have seen that in the yeah. you know the establishing shot. Yes. So he just digs a hole in in the sand and uses. Yeah, that. I I imagine that's the most. Okay methodical way of doing it does he shave himself or does he go to a barber <laughs> um as long as he doesn't go to a ponder baba because he's only got one arm now uh-huh. maybe that's why he cut his arm off because he was a terrible <laughs> shaver <laughs> do you think know. 
Do you think Maybe he ever tried to... Maybe there's actually some underlying resentment there. Do you think, because I feel like I would if I were him, um, do you think he ever tried to, like, trim his beard with his lightsaber? <laughs> like, he's just there on his own. No one's seeing him. Like, what if you just, like, hold that lightsaber in your hand <laughs> the same way that I'm holding this phone, and you look at it, and you're like, and you look, you look at yourself, and you know, you feel your beard. You're like, huh? At, and then you just at, try to like, <laughs> to like trim it. At some point, I believe the cabin fever may have got to him. Yeah, <laughs> like he had, he has, like he probably did some weird stuff in there. And I'm not okay, talking like we, weird back, bad stuff. Just back like to, back to serious in universe <laughs> talk. But well, he had... was there with a singular focus. Uh huh. Not to say that was the most exciting life, but no. he was there with a singular mm-hmm. focus. I I just want a montage in this series, please, please, please. Disney Plus that obviously is listening to this, make sure that episodes three and four are just montages of all the random stuff that he that Ben is doing to try to like. <laughs> I want I want to see time. a fat Ben. Having the workout ready for his showdown with Hayden. Yeah, that too. <laughs> or, or when he's just dealing with all the sand that comes in through the bottom of the door. He's like, oh. And then he just like, well, what can I do? And then he just get, he takes off his ah, robe no, and puts it on the bottom. No, that is a point. That is one of the points. I can't remember what book it is. But that is one of the points of Ben being on Tatooine and uh, reminiscing on the whole I hate sand thing. Yeah. And See? just going, well, it's, it's just sand. <laughs> it's, it's just sand. I, d- I don't know why I bothered him so much. It's uh, just sand. It's just sand. I don't know. So, okay. two, two more quick Ben two more. yearbooks. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I'll, I'll try to let you do that. Uh, War on the Journal and Waste, I've spoken about before. It's one of a Titan UK comic series, which mm-hmm. is a short story that happens between them leaving Ben's house and arriving in Mos Eisley. And then one bit in which is from Star Wars twel- uh, Tales number 12, where shortly after the Falcons blasted off from Tatooine, Ben's talked to Han Solo in the cockpit. He talk- relays a story of an encounter between him, Qui-Gon, and Aura Singh, and then goes back to grab the uh, training remote to go and train Luke. Mm. And that's the last of my Ben stories. Well, I mean, he he, he pretty much stops being Ben right He then. was back to Obi-Wan by that point. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a, there's a noticeable gap of stories to be told here. But there's a lot already that was said. And they're all pretty interesting. But I still... I still want that gap, that that big time jump. And that is what the series is going to provide. Are you are you serious? Are you certain? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Um, question: Is this because again, no trailer watching? Um, I'll, I think I'm probably after this series, I'm gonna go back to watching trailers because like the itch is too much. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I also haven't watched the trailer for. Uh, for Stranger Things, and I love that show, and that's also coming out the same day. And there's so there's all this, and even House of the Dragon coming out in but August. But I'm the opposite. I'm, <sighs> I haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, but because my youngest, 
has grown out of her stuff. I'm <laughs> dying because I've seen the trailers. I haven't seen it and people want to talk to me yeah. about it. It's it's killing me. So yeah. watch trailers. Just watch the trailer. Okay. I think I I used to watch more trailers because, yeah, I didn't know when I was going to be able to watch things. But right now I am able to watch things pretty much right away. So that's why I maybe it helps. But I, yeah, I'll probably go back. I've, I've done well with Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I might as yes, well just have. wait the extra week <laughs> uh, as hard as it is. Um, but it doesn't help the show. I think it's provided for a lot of uh, comedic effect here. The fact that we just recorded two episodes over the span of three different days. Um, One episode in two weeks. Well, yeah, but then then also, uh, uh, you know, with with the Inquisitor episode two. So two full episodes of our show talking about what's to come and what to possibly expect on this show that I have no idea really <laughs> what is even like promised to bring other than seeing promo pics with uh hayden christensen and and ewan mcgregor that's all that i know and that you and whatever you've told me in these shows in our episodes yes. that's it so all right my friend folks. should we get a batshit yes i mean i think that concludes our ben segment uh and also my jose i mean i we'd had another sort of mini segment in there where, where jose just goes uh buck wild uh that <laughs> might come back who knows tell me about let's get let's, let's go into our new every segment week. another so, segment batshit so, crazy book of the week segment so batshit crazy book of a week have you noticed that I'm just adding a lot of segments to this one episode? Yes, we need lots of segments. You yes. did this last week as well. We need yes. all the segments. Notice, yeah, I'm pointing out whenever we have a new segment. So okay. even well, if it's not a recurring segment, but maybe it is. So listeners, should be recurring. The That's segment the whole point of, of a segment. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 continue to let's let's get on to the new segment or the existing segment, recurring segment. Oh, of Bash Bash crazy, crazy book. book of a week. Yes. It's the Batshit Crazy Book of the Week. And luckily, we have our very good friend, Dr. Charles Henkel, to provide this for us. He is oh. our bedtime story. He is wow. also reading the Batshit Crazy Book of the Week. Fa- uh, he's reading a whole book? Batshit Crazy Book of the Week is a very short story that appeared uh-huh. on a website. So, Sideshow Collectibles. You know the guys that do the statuettes? Mm-hmm. They did a series a while back, a few years back. Very limited run of very few characters. They were all really, really dark. This way before the Disney buyover, they did one for Ben called Desert Nomad. And these things are literally a paragraph Desert too long. Desert Nomad. But That's accompanied cool. some really, really amazing statuettes. You know, I had... And that is what... When, yes. with, uh, I think it was with the Poe Dameron... Uh, book that came out last year? I can't even keep track. I think it was last year. Uh, what, Freefall? Yeah, that one. Yeah, last year. So I haven't finished that one. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I like the, the ending of it, actually. Um, but I made a shirt on the UTD website. I think it's still there. I don't know. But I just said, it was just, it just said Spice Runner. And in the, you know, inside, like, within the letters, it just had the sort of like it just looked like spice but desert nomad is what, another good one spice or kessel spice i just 
Poe? Well, what what's what spice did Poe run? Well, yeah, but you also have the spice cut from a visual aspect. Are we talking the spice from Dune, the movie? No, it was no spice runner from it was it, it was the uh, it was Star Wars spice, which is the same thing. They just stole <laughs> it, it from is. Dune. It is. I was trying to throw you and we see. We all what know it's the same thing. It's just. <laughs> So, anyways, I think Desert Nomad has another nice sort of like ring to it, where it's just like, yeah, like it's. But a also, statement. the statuette was very much Ben being on the planet for a few years. The the goggles, the darker tunic, but we see in the trailer that you haven't oh. seen. You know, it's the he's got goggles. It, it yeah, it's the desert. Oh yeah. Ben, it's not. Okay. It's not. You know, oh, is it like a mad? Is, is this gonna be like a Mad Max version of? of no, ben? no, 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 no. It's not that. Does he go it's, to it's that extreme? That. No, he should. No. No. He has a time. Why he not? shouldn't be. No, because he's he's not a Jedi anymore. No, of course not. But so he's a desert dweller. He's a desert nomad. <laughs> you know who are desert nomads? Mad Max. <laughs> Fury Road is full of desert nomads. Okay, not the same thing. Not the same thing. Okay, now I just want Mad Ben. I want you to watch the trailer. <laughs> I might after. No, I won't. We'll see. All right. Are you sure? Charles, I mean, Han- that, would Miss- be an, that would be an amazing end of this episode if you watched it right now. Mm, nope. No pressure. Nope, 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 nope. We okay. have, we, no, it's already a then long episode. Okay. Mr. Charles Hankel. Into, then we're going into Charles. Take it. Ben's I'm sorry. Hit it. Take it away. Hello there. Hey guys, it's Charles from The Living Force. We've just finished up an episode of The Living Force. It's a nice Monday night. It's time to wind down. And I could not think of a better way to do that than by reading to you a bedtime story. And thank you so much to Trev and Jose here at Star Wars Archives for providing me that opportunity. They sent along this bedtime story to me. And I know how y'all do things at Star Wars Archives. You tend to let people read about things they really enjoy. So I may have an inkling as to what this story is going to be about. But uh, y'all wrote me this letter. It says, hi, Charles. As part of Utini's Kenobi Week celebration of your favorite character, it's only fitting that this bedtime story continues the theme. This vignette, titled Ben Kenobi Desert Nomad, was published on SideshowToys.com to accompany the release of the statuette of the same name. I hope you enjoy. All right. If you're ready, listeners, if you're sitting comfortably, then let's begin. The boy is safe. Lars cannot hide his distaste for me, given my connection to the child's father. Baru, however, is clearly smitten with the infant, but my presence is not welcome in their house. That's fine. I'll watch over the child from a distance. But first, I must ready myself. I will build a shelter across the dune sea from the Lars homestead, close enough for me to sense any danger to the boy, far enough away that the Empire may not discover him if they find me. Master Yoda's training was well advised. I've already established a link with the spirit of my master Qui-Gon. His teachings endure from beyond the netherworld of the Force. There's a measure of comfort to be found there, and someday, when my task is is accomplished, I might be able to join him in that place. But for now, I feel old. Old beyond my years. 
Desert life ages flesh and spirit, so I can only expect this to worsen the longer I remain on this world. The Tatooine storms will whip me with sands like a scourge. Each night I will hear in the winds the howls of my murdered Jedi kindred. The Jedi are all but extinct. The few who survived Order 66 are continuously being hunted. Across the galaxy, I'm certain more will die. When I feel their deaths, I'll dare not reach out to learn who it was or to assist in any way. If I am discovered, then the boy may be discovered as well, and all will be lost. I already wrestle with the weariness. The loss of my friend to this evil creature who has replaced him fills me with bitterness. But I must remember the words of my master. Be mindful of the future, but not at the expense of the moment. The boy is what matters. He is the future. Fool. I'm a damned idealistic fool. And blind, too. Anakin's darkness was obvious. I should have foreseen this and prevented it. I failed him. My failure ended the Jedi Order. The boy is our last hope. I failed Anakin, but I'll not fail Luke. The son of Skywalker must become a Jedi. Oh my, I, I, I'm scrolling for more. I need more of this. Um, I, I actually got chills from this. Um, I, this was really, this was on a toy uh, website. I don't say that with judgment. I just, this is really good. I would like to know more about this. Uh, I'd like to know actually who wrote this. Um, it touches on a lot of the things about Obi-Wan that I just, I really adore. I think a lot of things that make him my favorite character. Uh, the fact that he puts so much before himself, like himself is the last thing on his mind. He is literally letting his body wither away in the deserts of, of Tatooine just to watch over Luke, just so that there might be a future that he knows that he will never actually see. And that sacrifice is what it means, I think, to be a Jedi. It is the turning towards the light. And it pains me to hear his thought process about how much he has failed, um, calling himself a damned idealistic fool and blind too. Um, Anakin's darkness was obvious. Man, there's so much in this. And, and you know that that's all that was on his mind as he sat by himself in his, in his little shelter out in the Dune Sea. Um, I'm going to go to sleep now. And this is all that is going to be on my mind. But I guess that is what a good bedtime story is all about. So thank you. Seriously, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for letting me read this passage, for introducing me to this, and for letting me be a part of the ongoing celebration that is Kenobi Week. May the Force be with you all. And we're back from the bedtime story slash batshit crazy book of the week. So, thank you, Charles, for reading that. What did you think, uh, Trev? Did he do a good job? Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I Should love we that. have it back? It, possibly one of my favorites so far. 
yeah, yeah, I think we should, uh, maybe he can do it again, or, um, he was originally gonna try to, like, make it to our episode, our that, episode. that was the original plan, yes. But, um, we'll have to, maybe we can do a post-Obi-Wan Kenobi episode, um, maybe a Easter eggs and things like the, that. The ghost Ben years. Yeah, we should do that, and then we can rehash everything, we can talk about what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've seen, I would have seen the the, the episodes. No, we can see we're, what we're I got wrong. We're better than that. We'll do something entirely different. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe Charles, Charles, if you're listening, you you're invited to this. I know you Always. have a busy schedule. Open door. Open door. But uh, yeah, yeah, open door. You just come in whenever. Um, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Well. Dear listeners, thank you very much for <laughs> this uh, stay, sticking with us uh, on this long episode that got disrupted and this, right in the this middle. This will be your, this will be the pre-celebration episode. Pre-celebration. So this oh, yes. will be the episode that launches tomorrow in our time. In our time. No, sorry. Today is Friday. Sunday in our Sunday. time. I'll edit it tomorrow. Yes. And then Monday, I will be getting on a plane yes. to go to Celebration. Yes. So this is our final pre-Celebration episode. Yes. And we me will and Jose try to... actually get to go for a beer. We will try to record something when we're, you're out We're going to do something. We don't know what. It's kind nope. of tricky. Life we'll, see how, yeah. we'll see how long of an episode we can maybe put together. But um, that may be what you get after this episode. So and it may we'll be see. messy. It may be. It might be messy, but messy, I think but... I always make a mess out of these episodes, anyways, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I do now. <laughs> I just you try to get back on track, and I'm like, oh, what about shaving yourself with a Jose, lightsaber? You are the glue that holds this all together. I think I try to spread it all apart. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. <laughs> Back to the back to the script. Come back on. to the you script. Got it somewhere. Back to the script. Uh, let's get back to the to the outro segment of our episode, where <laughs> I just tell our people to hey, guys, if you haven't yet, go join our Discord. <laughs> um, I know I say this every week, and I don't know who's listening to this part. Hopefully you are, and hopefully you're doing this. Hopefully you're already on Discord. If you're new to the show, sorry about this episode because that was weird. Um, <laughs> but this is the kind of weirdness that you can't expect. And if you join our Discord, you can talk to us directly there. Um, we um, we will be there sometimes. Um, my I, I am Joxy on Row. I think is my uh, my screen name there, but it's some variation of Joxy. Uh, and Trev is Darth Obscurus. Darth Obscurus. Yes. So, so you're there, even though you're lighter side than a Darth is. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool name, but it doesn't really it, go with you. It was, it was an in joke, but Ram Wild, and it, oh. it fitted. I liked it. Yeah. Oh. Well, hey, go to go to Discord. Go to utini.com/discord and click the, click the join now button right there, and uh, you can chat with us. You can chat with a lot of other Star Wars fans. And hey, with uh, Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show, coming out on Disney+. Plus. People will be talking about that right there. So if you're alone, at home, watching this, because no one else wants to watch this show with you, you always had the Utina Discord, where you can find other people that will watch it with you. Yes. 
and I'm there, and Trev is there. And Trev, where else are you that people can find you? Where can people talk to you? I'm at Twitter. You're uh, at Twitter? At, I'm at Twitter. I'm on Twitter, <laughs> at Davy Todd. On Twitter, he is at Davy Todd. Let me correct him for that. What happened today? I don't know. And I am, I am at the Jackson. That's T-H-E-J-O-X-I-I-I. Uh, and that's me on Twitter. And uh, yeah, we already had our bedtime story, which is normally a segment we do after that outro. But we did we combined segments, so that was a double segment before this segment of an outro. <laughs> and now to my closing segment, where I just say thank you, Trev, and thank you to all of our Patreon members for supporting us and making this show possible. And thank you, dear listeners, for continuing to hear us talk about anything and everything Star Wars. And with that, I can now say radio out. There is no hatred, there is joy, there is no division, there is union, there is no apathy, there is passion, there is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.